hey there listener thanks for listening and thanks for sticking with us because yeah it's been four months since we did our last episode and we're very very sorry about that we've got plenty of excuses why we didn't release anything but none of those excuses are any good actually so here we go we'll be starting our new episode in a few seconds but i just wanted to take the opportunity to Uh, tell you that we will be hosting an event on November 28th. It's in Antwerp. It's a whole day and it's all about digital resilience on the various aspects of how to create a company or how to build your company so that it becomes digitally resilient. You'll find all the information on our website on the-reference.com and we all hope of course to see you there on November 28th in Antwerp. Hello and welcome back to Talking Tuesdays, where every two weeks we speak and talk about our latest thinking here at The Reference. Uh, We're very sorry for the enormous hiatus of the last four months, but let's blame it on technical difficulties and uh, team laziness. So here with me today are Thomas de Vos and Lisbeth van Kouwenbergen, and we will be talking about the importance of talking to your customers as a business. Uh, I'm Mathieu Dont, by the way, I'm a strategy consultant, I'll be the host. And Thomas, you're, uh, this is your first time. Yes, yes. I'm uh, honored to be here. Yeah, um, so are we. I'm uh, Thomas Evos, I'm an innovation consultant at The Reference. Uh, and I try to um, provide solutions, innovative, innovative solutions to our customers to solve their problems. Okay, great. And Lisbeth, you've been here before, but uh, maybe yes. reintroduce yourself for uh, yeah. all those new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a business analyst at the Reference, um, so I analyze the websites and apps of our customers, and a big part of my job is talking to them. Okay, to the customers of our customers. And our customers and our too. Customer, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we kicked off, or the title, let's say the topic of today is the importance of talking to your customers. So in our case, the customers of our customers. But uh, should we take that at face value? Why is it important, according to you, to do that? Well... It's really important to understand why they choose you, your service, your product. And it's not so obvious a lot of times. Lots of people have different reasons. And also finding the real reason is not that easy. So we have like a technique we use. It's called asking five times why um, to really get to the root of why they choose you uh, above your competitors. It's like, for example, you sell veggie burgers. <laughs> yeah. So the obvious thing is to promote, okay, uh, here uh, you prevent uh, this cow from suffering yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like use that as your USB or something like that. But if you talk to customers and ask them, okay, why are you buying this veggie burger? Maybe it's not because people care about the cows. Maybe they have other reasons. And then, you know, like it can even be, okay, I read somewhere that the cows have such an impact on global warming that I just don't eat cow meat anymore because it's because of global warming. And I really don't care about the cows. I just 
care about the plants, yeah, the f- yeah. flora and not the fauna <laughs> is, <laughs> is the reason the, why. the survival of the human race. <laughs> or something like that, you know, so yeah. it's really asking why and, and seeing how different customers have different reasons behind everything. Yeah. And it's not so obvious at first sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other things that you learn from, from talking to customers, I mean, there's let's say motivations or reasons why they behave the way they do. But uh, I can imagine that uh, as a company, there's, there's other stuff that you pick up on uh, while talking to your customers as well. Well, I think you have to, to talk with them constantly because yeah. customers are changing all the time. So the assumptions that you make today are not valid for tomorrow. Yeah, 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 and yeah. even a lot of brick and mortar shops still think in another way of, of, with, of their customers than the actual customers today who are shopping online, have a lot of choice, uh, can buy stuff in China immediately in five minutes. So I think it's a real need for, for our customers then to really check what's the context that yeah, these yeah, yeah, customers yeah. are operating in, what are their needs, and is their service or their product still valid for them? Is there still yeah. a need for it? Yeah. And can it solve a problem that these customers have today? Uh, are you saying that's a bit of a cheap way of, have, of doing competitive analysis as well? Because as you say, you immediately see or hear what the alternatives are for, uh, for your customers. Of course. Yeah, it's it, becoming it. easier and easier to switch. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. By, by doing these interviews with your customers and so on, you really learn what the value is of your product. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, real life testing and yeah. feeling yeah. What, what's living in their heads. I, it's I, like, for example, if you're like, uh, uh, suppose there's a guy and he, he wants, he buys a chocolate bar. Yeah. No, you can think, okay, it's he's our persona. He's like 35, he's eating a chocolate bar because our brand is a hip chocolate bar brand. And you could ask, okay, but what, why are you eating this chocolate bar at this moment? What is the context? Oh, well, I'm just working late. I wanted like to have some sweetness just to, t- to tell myself, okay, you're so good now, you're so hardworking, you deserve something. A reward. A reward. And so it was this or a cup of chocolate or, or something or a cigarette <laughs> or having a walk outside or something to de-stress. Like the competition is really not what you think that the competition mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's At not that only moment. another brand of chocolate yeah. bars. Yes. And then yeah, you yeah, should yeah, think, yeah. okay, what could my brand, my service be offering, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is better than the competitors? Yeah. Why yeah. should he take my product instead of the other one? Yeah. In a way, we should come to personalized chocolate bar wrappers. If this would be possible, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. A very big yeah. chunk <laughs> for me and a small chunk <laughs> for me. With your name, and now yeah. you deserve this now because you, deserve, you yeah. have and been working so hard. Else, yeah. Get some energy. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but uh, maybe a bit of a, of a tough question to ask for uh, a podcast from an agency. <laughs> Why? Because we've been, we've been doing that a lot for our customers, talking mm-hmm. to their customers. And um, uh, it's, how do they say that in English? A bit, it's a bit against our own shop. But why don't they do that themselves? Because we see that a lot of customers, clients of ours, ask us to do that. Why do you think they do that? Because in a way, yeah, it, 
doesn't sound that difficult, but let's get to that a yeah. bit later. But first of all, why, why do they ask us to do that? Why can't they do that themselves? I think they don't have any time for it. Ah, so they're yeah. completely working on their own targets, their own business goals and so on. The daily tasks, operational tasks as they have to do, that they are very deep into it and don't have yeah, the luxury to look, okay, the thing that we are creating, is it really that what the clients demand, yeah, what they really yeah. need? Yeah. And I think it's also about responsibility. So if multiple people are responsible for something, and I think knowing what your customer wants is something you should know, then maybe nobody is responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not really, it's not the marketing department, it's not the support, customer support, it's not IT, yeah. it's not... We are doing sales. our thing. It's everybody but nobody. It's okay, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and maybe we should ask questions of who is responsible in your company, to know exactly what your customer yeah. is demanding yeah. or is, is asking. Yeah, and it's true that it's not it's not uh, to blame them, but it's not always marketing who knows mm-hmm. that. Some people will say it's customer service, others will say yeah. it's marketing. Others yeah. say, no, it's business because they are selling the products, they should know what yeah, 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 we yeah. should offer and yeah. so on. Mm-hmm. Or the, the focus of the responsibility lies in one part of your customer journey, for example, the onboarding, mm-hmm. or when, or for example, for customer service, sometimes it's getting all the complaints and what is going wrong. So only that part and not why are yeah. people onboarding or staying co- uh, customers of our brand. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of staying in the silos, customer satisfaction and so on yeah. should be the main focus for everybody every employee in their company yeah. so all departments should have one goal and it's customer satisfaction yeah. i think are we fulfilling their needs and wants yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and i think also maybe another reason why it's easier for us to talk to customers of our customers than our customers themselves is that it might be a bit weird that you have to ask your own customers, so why are you buying my product? Um, or, or what is good about our products? Your customers probably think, okay, but why are you asking us? You are telling us what's good about our, our, your product, so it's yeah. so weird. And also, they don't, when we talk to them, we, we tell them, okay, we work for the company, but we're not part of the company, so you can tell everything without a filter to us. And, and then sometimes you get opinions that might not be expressed, certainly in B2B yeah. context, yeah, because yeah, then you have yeah. like a really close-knit uh, relationship with yeah. your clients. And yeah, there's some dependencies or something might end up as a consequence of, of certain things that yeah. they might say. And yeah. to us, it's it's more unfiltered and rough material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think indeed that some companies don't dare to ask the direct customers. Yeah. Or the, the really hard questions. The, the, really, yeah, the, yeah. the, the essential the questions. questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I, comparing I, like the same thing of, of putting your own products on your website and, and provide ratings for it. Yeah. Maybe people will rate it very bad and write negative yeah. reviews. Yeah. Do we want this? Yeah. Now that you say that, is, is it also the case that as, a, as external people, we are able to ask silly questions or let's say more naively, yeah. 
I think so because we are not deep inside their products yeah. or solutions so we could provide a kind of a helicopter view yeah. and think from outside in eh, yeah. of how we as a customer should react on different functionalities or, or services yeah. that yeah. they are offering yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see and we also have a lot less assumptions I would uh, I would imagine um, it does not sound that difficult or is it to just go and talk to customers no it isn't I think the, the, the effort that you have to do versus return of investment is, uh, is, yeah. is quite low. So everybody go out and talk to your customers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you need to think about it before yeah. you go out. Um, yeah, just like prepare, really think about what kind of questions do you want to ask what is your target audience? Um, make sure your questions are not too high level or not too low level and not closed ended questions, but open ended questions if you want to. And like, yeah, really define how you will analyze the responses afterwards. Mm -hmm. If you don't have like important demographics or like, I don't know, behavior uh, in relation to the topic that you're asking. Uh, you might not be able to segment certain groups of respondents. Yeah, okay, uh, I see. So, so what you're saying is that it's not only a qualitative thing. There's also a quantitative aspect to talking to customers because I first had the idea it's, yeah, it's uh, discussions, dialogue, and you pick out the, the important yeah. themes, but there's more. You're also saying, yeah. well, why not segment based on For preferences example, that you hear, things yes. like that. Yeah. Yes, also to be able to prioritize what you get out of it. Yeah. It's not because one person says something that this is the holy grail and we should do that yeah. as a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's mainly searching for the delighters of the users. Yeah of what makes them happy because yeah. happy customers come back and will reuse your product or service yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not about features, I think. It's really detecting, okay, what's the driver to, to, to use your product to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's quite difficult to find this yeah, 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 and really sure. get out of these people. Okay, yeah. tell yeah. us after the five whys why you should use a product. And okay. then you have like all these loads of info yeah. and you need to decide what to do with and what do you do with that, with all that input? Let's say you've been talking to 20, 30 customers, uh, how do you... <laughs> and then? <laughs> well, then you have to find like the real priorities in. For sure, business has some priority sets. Mm -hmm. Like this is the roadmap, this is where we want to end up as our, in our company in a couple of years. So these are the projects that are on the roadmap. So they have priorities, then we, as, as yeah, in the reference, we have some best practices or things we see happening in general in the world or in, in a certain segment. And then we have the input of the customer. Yeah. And the, the trick is to combine those three inputs. Well, in fact, we should <laughs> fight against gut feeling. Yeah, because there's a lot of a good feeling and decision taking and, and management thinks, okay, we should this, do this because we are doing it 
for years. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm also thinking sometimes data as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, of course, it's important, it's all complementary, but sometimes you can make the wrong assumptions from data alone. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And yeah, I think we should go out to the streets and really talk to these people. Yeah. And so, so how do you, you you've, I mean, we've talked to the customer, to our customer, let's say, or they have been thinking about this is what we want to know, this is what we want to validate, this is what we want to find out and so on. But you're saying it's difficult, yes and no. Mm-hmm. So in a way it's difficult, yes, because you need to put some time in thinking and so on. But it doesn't take a lot of uh, logistics and money. It's really yeah, it's go just out time and, and just, yeah. just, just go there, go out there. But what do you mean with that, go out there? How do you do that? Just, just go on the street and... Ask people, hey, uh, do you want to talk to me about chocolate bars or vegetarian burgers? Depends. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. That's so. a true <laughs> answer. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes if it's a B2C solution that is, is quite broadly used, you can even go out in the streets okay. and just yeah. talk mm-hmm. to people. But so. sometimes, yeah, we like select people mm-hmm. to come here. Um, or we have even like video conferencing calls mm-hmm. if they are spread over Europe or something, yeah. the, the customers. So, but it's quite important to have like face to face time so you can really capture also the nonverbal behavior. Um, so yeah. it's not really a question of asking yes or no, it's really, it's a conversation, yeah. as you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, the information that you, I'm oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking like sometimes you can even, if it's something that they use in their day-to-day job, you can even sit next to them eh, and, mm-hmm. and like really follow their day and see when they use your application or your solution yeah. and then mm-hmm. see, okay, this is something that, no, works for nobody and this is something that a lot of people ask for mm-hmm. so uh, the the information that you gather from all these things so you've been sitting next to somebody who's working with your uh, web application mm-hmm. uh, you've been uh, sitting next to somebody who's uh, uh, driving a truck uh, just to give an example and uh, <laughs> uh, watching what he's do- he or she is doing you've been asking questions you've been talking to them that information, how do you make that something that is usable for, for the for the questions that for the decisions that need to be taken? Because in the beginning you say, okay, you need to be talking to your clients to understand them, to understand the competition, to uh, to make decisions about the, the the way ahead and so on. But how do you do that? Because it's yeah, it's just conversations, no? Mm. Or am I mistaken? A big chunk. A big pile of information. Yeah. Yeah. And then we usually do like a prioritization exercise where we try to combine the input we got from the customers with our expert views from digital or from how, how a certain um, context is, is working or what the future brings and the inside view of the companies we are working for with their own business uh, challenges, opportunities and their roadmap. Yeah, yeah. Because of course they have a way, a North Star that they are going to through and, and really want to reach. And then we need to see how what their clients say 
how they how we can fit it in and talking to customer helps also to 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 have more leverage for yep. example when you are talking about roadmaps that maybe like need to take another turn if you find out something that clients or our customers are saying like okay this is really important and this is something mm -hmm. we really don't like then you have really black on white input like this is not what your customers are asking yeah, for so yeah. don't put that much effort or prior or prior yeah, on that yeah. most of the time you're fighting against gut feeling yeah so uh, the management thinks okay we should do this because we always did it like that way in this way yeah. uh, and then we can provide them some data of, no your clients are asking something differently yeah. but but what you're also saying is not it's not the single source of truth it's something that mm -hmm. complements other yeah, yeah. other insights own goals uh, expertise and in the ideal world you have this qualitative input and also quantitative input yeah. that you can interpret in a in a in a fun funded <laughs> way <laughs> not not just using number for numbers to prove your point but with real insights in them and the other things that uh, so one one of the things is with the input that we have we can make decisions on uh, are we going to do this yes or no or how high how high, high, high. How high on the priority list is it? But uh, have, have you seen any other applications of that uh, of that data? Yeah. You could find new opportunities, like yeah. business opportunities, for example. Ah, yeah. If yeah. you know uh, certain people are waiting a long time before getting a service, uh, maybe you should allow them to to pay to have earlier access to the service. Yeah. And maybe it's yeah, like Plopsaland, <laughs> uh, and and maybe it, it's a big value of them, and they're willing to pay for faster service that they can get. And what would you do then if somebody would say, yes, but that's like Popsaland and people reacted to that very badly. So in a way, you're, aren't you just moving in circles or? No, because you have to measure it all the time. You have to check it. It's like incremental uh, implementation. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. deploy something and then you check, okay, is it okay what we have done? It's real agile, uh, agile approach to, to, to see if the things that you're doing are really providing uh, the return that you expect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there are some tools to, to do this. Uh, you have the, the NPS, Customer Satisfaction CSAT score, Customer Satisfaction score, uh -huh. where you really could measure uh, on a regular basis how or what the satisfaction is of the users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is easily done by just asking, uh, using smileys, uh, how happy are you of this yeah. service? Yeah. And they could even provide, if they want, to a small comment. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you follow this uh, closely, then you can see, okay, we, we did this, but it has that effect. Mm -hmm. uh, so we should change it or we should adapt it. So, yeah, so like, uh, for example, the flop sound queue thing, if you would be monitoring this customer satisfaction all the time and you implement the queue, then you see the satisfaction dropping, then you can say, okay, we thought we understood our customer, but they're not ready to pay for that yeah, because, or, or some are, but the other 90% are saying, yeah, well, uh, I don't like this too much. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so in a way you are continuously improving, improving and yep. continuously making sure that you're listening to your customers. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I understand correctly, what you're saying is talk to your customers and keep talking to your customers. Yeah. <laughs> That's in fact it. Thomas, you and me, we will be talking on the events 
the digital resilience event of the reference on about customers, yeah, we customers do. of our customers and so on. Mm-hmm. On November 28th, you can subscribe through uh, our website, the-reference.com. Uh, Lisbeth, you won't be talking, but I'm sure we will be seeing each other again in the next podcast. Oh, okay. So, sorry, listeners, it will be another four months before we do our next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, we will make sure that within two weeks we're back. And uh, just to tease you a little bit, it will be with our Antwerp friend Peter van Wijk about agility.